Welcome to the Determined Truth Podcast. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. Where we aim to explore questions of truth, the scriptures, and what it means for the church today. Here are your hosts, Rob Dalrymple and Vinny Angelo. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. We're going to do a just a kind of a different special type podcast, one of more of reflection and just kind of outward processing for a few minutes. So this is not what we normally do because we're both of us are pretty long-winded, but uh, just a few minutes to just say, hey, what's going on with the situation with Russia and Ukraine? It's obviously rocking the world. Uh, Rob, I know you and I have been texting a lot over this past week, ever since it's happened, just kind of downloading thoughts as they happen. But I don't know, what, what did you want to talk about here and express here? Yeah, well, I wanted us to, to say, hey, listen, we need to address current events as they happen, things like this, that our podcast is not simply just what does the scripture say and how does it apply to my life, da da da, da. But when real-time things happen, we want to kind of address them. And and one of the first thoughts I had was we're in the Gospel of Matthew and the Beatitudes, I think this is just very fitting. And that mm-hmm. is blessed are those who mourn and those who weep and injustice. And regardless of all the politics, regardless of whose side you're on, this is the time for weeping. It's time for mourning because uh, war is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, the people of Ukraine, regardless of whose side you're on, are going to lose moms and dads and sons mm-hmm. and daughters and husbands and wives and children are going to lose their parents. Young men and women are going to be sent in to fight and die because the people who are in power are doing what they're doing. Regardless of whether this is right or whether we should be involved or not, this is that's just my first thought. And that's kind of where I want to start. It was, I think this is a time for the church to be in prayer, a time for the church to be weeping and mourning. Yeah. And I, I had seen a, uh, a snarky meme on Twitter the other day where someone had said something to the effect of it's amazing in 2020, everyone got their PhD in pandemic diseases. <laughs> and now all of a sudden in the last week, everyone's gotten a PhD in, you know, foreign relation yeah, issues. Geopolitics. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the point that they're making is we're so quick to everyone to jump in and feel like you have to be an expert and it's your job to criticize and critique. And like the point you're trying to make is like, no, the church's job is to, you, we rejoice with people when they're rejoicing. And we also weep with, with people when they weep. And yeah. now is this time. Yeah. So I have a bachelor's degree in history. Mm-hmm. And I remember very well, one day I was in class and history, you learn historiography. How do you do history? What is, how's it done? And someone came into class one day. I don't remember the topic. It was back in the 1800s. So I don't I was going to say the, the Civil West, War. Era, conquering right? the West yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And so said to the professor, hey, what do you think about such and such that's happening in the, in the world today? And he said, and the professor said, ask me in 20 years. Mm. And the students is like, why? He says, well, because right now it's political science and when it becomes history, then I'll give you an opinion. Mm. And I thought actually he had a really good point with that. Obviously it stuck with me after these 130 years later. His, part of the answer was right now, the only resources you have are limited mm-hmm. and you don't know which ones are true and which ones are mm-hmm. false because you only get your bias, the information is so, so biased. Historians have an advantage because they can mull through the sources a little bit better. Now, let's be honest, by the way, historians still have a problem because the ones who write history are the ones who, who are the victors. Yeah, history is not objective. It's not completely objective <laughs> yeah. at all. But modern history is a little bit better because we can at least go through the sources mm-hmm. and start figuring out, hey, wait yep. a minute, this one's this. There's more data and, points. And do a better better mm-hmm. job. So the, one of the first things I'd say right now is I am not trusting, and I think I said this to you in a text, I'm not trusting any of the sources that mm-hmm. we hear. I'm just not trusting any of them. I don't believe, I normally watch one particular news source because I kind of like a global world news. And so I watch it. I'm not watching any of them in terms of assuming that I'm getting correct information about what's going on. 
the reality is I think Putin is bad and I think America is profiting by selling weapons. There's so I think it was $600 million worth of weapons we gave to Ukraine recently. So mm-hmm. the people who are making money on this are the ones who manufacture weapons. And I think mm-hmm. we need to stop and go, hey, people on both sides of this have something to gain from telling you a certain story. And they're profiting on this. And I think the church needs to stop and say, you know what? We are kingdom people and we're members of God's kingdom. And that's first and foremost. We might be citizens of other kingdoms. And Christ's kingdom is a peaceable kingdom. Mm-hmm. And we just shouldn't be relishing in war or, or calling in nations to war. I totally recognize in saying that, that nations have to go to war at times. Mm-hmm. They're just, but I don't think war is ever good. And I don't think Christians should ever condone war. And I think that I just want to call the church right now to pray and to be source of peace and not get stuck in the middle of the political rancor and um, the media's stuff. We've seen too well that the church has gotten involved in that too much. Yeah. So the job description of the church in this critical moment is to be different than what you experience on the news. It should be a legit, we've talked, we use the term uh, countercultural in, in one of the podcasts talking about the Sermon on the Mount. This is one of those times where we need to be truly countercultural in terms of the response that's given. We need to, if, if you want to use the popular expression, stay in our lane. If in, in our lane is one of pointing people to the kingdom of God. It's, it's pointing people to, like you said, the Beatitudes. Last night, I actually heard someone on a one of the major news outlets. He was a, a British guy who was being interviewed. And he actually, he quoted the scripture in a very relevant way where uh, it, it was actually, it was really good moment. And he said, hey, and he said it in a British accent. I won't do that because you've already told me how great my Don Corleone accent is. My British one is even better. We've but he good comments on that. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but this gentleman said, you know, the good book says, and it's like, oh, he's quoting the good book. Like he's going to be using it and twisting it for whatever. But he says in, in Matthew five, and I'm like, oh, Sermon on the Mountain. He says, verse nine, he says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of gods. And he says, it says peacemakers, not merely peacekeepers. We are to, we are to make peace. And I was like, wow, that that's actually a great insight right there in terms of what we are going towards, not just what we're retreating from or you know, making sure no one's fighting. No, we are to make peace. Uh, and, and that's what the kingdom of God brings. Yeah. And the point that I've been making in the justice class that I'm doing right now, which the, the recordings are being posted online at the beginning of February, is that God's kingdom is a kingdom of justice and peace. And that we're not supposed to just sit back and relax and wait till it happens, mm-hmm. but that we are actually agents of that, that the mission that God is on, he's called us to be the means to which he brings that about. And somehow, in some way, the work we do now actually lasts into eternity. So it's not like we just sit back and go, oh, it'll happen someday. It's like, mm-hmm. no, actually, mm-hmm. it's supposed to happen now. So, yes, yeah, so I just want to kind of weep and be in prayer and, and call, the, call the church to, to that. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, Ukraine is a highly Christianized nation. There are many brothers and sisters we have in there. So this is yeah. one of the direct application things where if you've read something like Rob's book on these brothers of mine, this is a, these brothers of mine situation where you have many Christian brothers and sisters right now, outside of just the general humanity of it, you have brothers and sisters in the Lord who live over there. And even though your passport says America or whatever, you have a stronger kin to that Ukrainian who believes in the same Jesus that you do. than your passport says for your neighbor across the street in, you know, suburbia USA. And so there, there's a very strong ethic that we have in terms of how we love first and foremost, our fellow brother or sister. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, thanks everyone for listening and tuning in. We appreciate all that you guys have done for us and hope you'll continue to tell other people about the determined truth podcast and let people know.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to and like our podcast. You can follow Rob's blog at determinedtruth.com or purchase his books on amazon.com. See you next time.